Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone. It is Monday, 4 p.m., and we are live, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. How are you, Eva? I am well. I'm well. It's a little toasty in here today. We're having a um, little technical difficulty at the Corporate Talk studio. Yeah, our secure bunker in here in uh, Cincinnati is uh, a little hot today. It's having a little air conditioning malfunction. So um, the mission of our show, right, is to use all of our collaborative skills to make a difference. Yes. And that's what we do. Right. Uh, we have a shared leadership model. We bring in really cool people that are really good at what they do and we share them with you guys. And we love you guys. We're in our fourth year now. Um, and we can't be any more humble to be here. Well, and you know what's, what's always so exciting to me is so we met a lot more people and we've talked about this before. We let, we met a lot more people at the publicity summit and at, in just, you know, in October and now just a couple weeks ago, right? Yep. And, um, and what's amazing to me is that every time we think we've heard it all, we haven't heard it all. Right. Right. Every I time. mean, there's always something new, something exciting, person after person after person coming up to us to talk to us about their ideas, their books, their businesses, and everybody's a little bit different, even if they're doing, let's say, you know, coaching's big now, right? And even if they're doing coaching, everybody has a little bit of a different slant on it. So, yeah, there's a lot of information out there, but, wow, if you have any kind of an issue, there's always someone out there that can help. We're global now. Right. We're, that's absolutely true. It's a global market, right? Right. And today is really no exception. Right. So what I wanted to also say is, you know, what I don't get, right, is, um, and maybe it's just me how I've been, always trying to look at ways to do things better. Always not stirring the pot, right? Yeah. But just trying to make a better broth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and I don't understand, um, you know, sometimes in the corporate world especially, um, it's auto, it's sort of like, Status quo, even if you're at like a sea level, do yes. what you're told and so on and so on. And, you know, we have the creative ability to do anything. Well, you know, and I wanted to say something about that, what you're saying about the status quo. I mean, that's what we were seeing there for a while is that everybody was making money either via cuts or acquisition. Yeah. Right. Large corporations, large banks. It's either by a cuts or acquisition instead of innovation. And you know why? Best mm-hmm. practice. It's yeah. leader see, leader do. Yes. Right? Leader see, leader do. And you're exactly right. And it kind of, you know, it's still a little disappointing. Um, but anyway, the whole point is today's show is about being creative. And innovative. And innovative. Yeah. And that's what I think is so exciting. And uh, for me personally, at, you know, my age... It keeps me young. Well, yeah, and because I think what happens is is that so many times, so many of us, especially those of us that came from an IT background, 
think we're not creative. Right. Well, we can't think of anything new, right? Or you come from banking and you're not really being creative. But even though everything we do every day tends to be creative in one way or another, right? And that's what I love about what Brian brings today is that he's going to talk about innovation, but how to get there. Right. No, yeah. exactly. And I just want to share one quick, quick, quick thing is, you know, early on in my career back in the 70s, right, mm. I learned from this guy, Lem Jones, at a uh, project manager workshop. Yeah. And his thing was, be creative. That's what you're here for. And how do you be creative? You think opposite. So I kind of learned that from him, and I just love it. Um, and anyway, so here we are in 2016, and we have a really, really special guest today that's going to help us all um, kickstart our innovative thinking. Yeah. And we're going to talk about his fantastic book, 21 Days to a Big Idea, which I've posted that that means May 17th will be 21 days later. So I'm really excited, right? Oh, that was good that you did the... Um the man, yeah. The so, okay. So, um, I would love to introduce our very, very special guest, creative expert, Brian Matamore. Brian, you with us? I am. Good afternoon, hey. guys. Great to Yeah, thank you so much. You. And, uh, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie Neva. And, and thanks for, you know, being a little patient. Sometimes when I start talking about this stuff, I get carried away. Um, so first, Brian, again, welcome. And maybe first off, share your website so that listeners can follow along? Well, thank you. Yeah, the um, the website, uh, our company is Growth Engine. We're an innovation agency in, in Norwalk, Connecticut. So the website is www.growth-engine.com. So, you know, G-R-O-W-T-H, then the hyphen, and then E-N-G-I-N-E.com. And we actually just launched the uh the new website on Friday, so the the timing is good. We, we've got a we've got a website we're no longer embarrassed about. <laughs> yes, because I looked at your website and it's it's very nice. <laughs> See, but that's the problem, right? When you become somewhat of a of an expert in the field, the bar is high, right? Bar Wherever high, you go. Yeah. Um, well, but, and also if you if you start succeeding, <laughs> you don't have the time. To, to go fix it because you're exactly. too busy doing the client um, and, work. And you know what? That's very true, right? Because everybody's too busy working. Right. Um, we're going to talk about everything. Um, but I have a question first. When you were just talking a second ago, and I m- missed what you said, you said you're a growth innovation company. Is that how you we're, described it? Well, I d- uh, we're an innovation agency. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So... Um, Forgive me, right? But I haven't heard that before. Um, I, I know that's what was so exciting. Yeah, I love that, right? An innovation agency. So um, that means, right, let's say, I mean, it really means everything. So let's say I'm in corporate and um, I have a large team and we're trying to launch new products and I want to learn how to connect. And, you know, like Eva mentioned, we don't want to, we don't want to downsize to make money. We want to bring out new products to make money, right? Absolutely. That's we come to you, right? Uh, well, hopefully, yes. <laughs> that's it. Okay, so let me just keep going. So now that we're out of corporate, and we see, especially here in the middle of the country, yeah, a lot of the economy is driven by small business. And man, um, if I wanted to grow my business, 
I would think that I should come to you because, you know, I think you can share some best practices or, you know, get my innovative and creative juices flowing, I would think, right? Yes, yes. And I, you know, the, the, the previous book to, to, to the current book, 21 Days to a Big Idea, the previous book was called Idea Stormers. And that book, which came out like four years ago, that was really for, quote, corporate innovation teams. And that was really for, I would say, smaller companies, because we work, you know, a lot with large companies, but we realized that, you know, these smaller companies need ideas as much or more than the larger guys, because it's survival for them in a lot of cases. Right. And, And, you know, we're corporate, Eva and I, and looking at your book, you're exactly right. I get that. I mean, I love it. It's, it's very, um, it's very straightforward. It's a plan. It's an action plan. It's very corporate-like. You know, it's a process, which I really think is cool, which we're going to go into. Um, and these small business owners, they're not really versed on that stuff, right? All they care about is making more sales. And I think this would really, really um, turn everything around for everyone. If everyone would learn to be disciplined and follow a process, right? It's one of the good things about corporate, I think. Anyway... So yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, this is this is really. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I just think. Um, well, yeah, yeah, we. I mean, we really wrote that that idea stormer so that you know smaller companies could use all these best in class practices that we had pioneered with the larger companies, and then, you know, but there was a, still a hole or a problem, if you will, or an opportunity um, in the marketplace to to teach um, not only corporate innovation teams, but individuals as well. Um, and so that's why I wrote the 21 Days to a Big Idea. So that's, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs, that's people within an organization that, that feel that they don't have the support that they might want um, to generate their own ideas. And so, you know, I sort of feel like I, I've, I've hit the, the spectrum now. We've worked with large companies we wrote with idea stormers to work with medium and smaller, and then 21 days to a big idea is really for the individual and the smaller company guys, you know, corporate innovation teams as well. But but it was really more to help, you know, sort of the entrepreneurs or the individuals uh, come up with breakthrough ideas. And is the is the core process to come up with a new idea the same if you're large or small, or is it different? It It can be different in that, um, you know, there are certain creative principles and techniques and approaches that will work for both individuals and groups. But if you're at a, in a big corporation, you tend to, you know, generate ideas oftentimes with a, you know, with your innovation team, if you will. And so we'll do an ideation or brainstorm session. We might have 20 people in there. Well, a small company, you know, you can't get 20 people together really often, yeah? And yeah. and so, and, and even individuals, it's tough. So, so that so I've adapted a lot of the sort of winning principles and processes to make sure that they'll work um, for the individual as well as the corporate teams. Yeah, sometimes just looking or listening to other ways to think is an eye-opener to, to people. Um, well, and I think that's part of the problem when you're in a smaller group and or you're just alone. 
you keep thinking the same way. And so what I like about this book is that it helps you think a different way. Because if you keep thinking the same way, I would think you keep thinking up the same ideas and right. get nowhere. And, you know, we could see that in different parts of, you know, we don't see much change, right? Yeah. Um, so, Brian, um, the book, which, again, we'll go into, 21 Days to a Big Idea, is that available through your website? It is. Um if if people go to the website, they can click on it there. Um, certainly, you know they can get it. Uh, the publisher is Diversion Publishing, but but also obviously online, um, you know, and you know through Amazon and Barnes and Noble and and you know those kind of uh, you know outlets as well for sure. So it's it's pretty widely available. It's not as in many bookstores as I would hope, but it's, you know, it's out there in bookstores as well. Or certainly they'll order it for you if, if they're out of stock of it. Yeah, this is one of those books, and, you know, Eva's going to laugh, that where does it belong? Oh, no, not on your lap. On my lap, exactly. <laughs> I just think, you know, every once in a while we get, you know, we get a really good uh, book and a really cool expert, and this is one of them, and, you know, I need that on a daily basis. Well, it's just so different. Right. I mean, you never really hear of any way of coming up with new ideas. And that's what I love. Well, also, Brian took a lot of the corporate um, ways. Uh, we're going to have to take our first break. But one of the things that I'm realizing is, Brian, that you have a lot of really cool tools and strategies. It's a really a process. It's not just, you know, slinging rhetoric. This is this is really, really good. I mean, uh, this is pretty much your whole career coming out, I guess, right? Yeah, and even my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it does feel like my life's work and passion and, you know, for lack of a better term, mission to, to popularize these approaches. Absolutely. No, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, we're going to get into that um, right when we come back. Please, everyone, this show can change your life. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Uh, with very special guest Brian Mattamore. Stay with us. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Our guest today is creative thinking and new product guru, Brian Mattimore, and he is the co-founder of the Growth Engine Company and Innovation Agency. And you can learn more about his company at growth-engine.com. And before we even start talking a little bit more, Brian, I wanted to go through 
some of the products that you've actually been involved in and because I just think it's so cool. So some of the products that you've been involved in are Dove Pro Age Skincare, Craftsman Laser Etched Sockets, Brownie Chips Ahoy, Pepsi Max, Haagen-Dazs Cookie Dough Dynamo, yum, Dr. Scholl's Ultra Cool Inserts, Thomas Hardy Grain English Muffins. It just goes on and on. I mean, so what it says to me is that the innovation process it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter what the product is that you're trying to come up with. There's a process to do that. And you've come up with that process, which I think is, is amazing. And what I wanted to know was, and I, I would bet that a lot of people want to know, like, what a cool job and how did you get into this? Well, it is a cool job and you're, you're absolutely right. The, the processes we use, and we're, we're, by the way, we're always inventing new processes, which is also a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they're industry agnostic or category agnostic. So yeah, you know, BNY Mellon said, can you help us reinvent banking? You know, and, and, uh, the Mondelez people said, can you help us invent a new Chips Ahoy cookie, right? And yeah. another company said, how, how can we creatively cut costs? And another company said, what's our marketing strategy, uh, for our, our new line of razors? So, you're right. It's a fascinating uh, bit of life's work, and for me, it's sort of the ultimate um, idea lab. In that, not only do we uh, come up with these, these great ideas, but we we get to test our own theories about um, how to help people get ideas. And 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 so that's my dual purpose. Is at the end of the day, we have to make sure that our clients get the breakthrough ideas for sure. But also, I'm watching it the whole time and looking for new new processes we can invent to help you know everyone on the planet, if you will, um, be able to exercise their own inherent creativity in in sort of bigger and more successful ways. Um, now, I, but I still didn't answer your question. Now, I will answer your question now, which was, how did I get into it? I, I grew up in an entrepreneurial or an entrepreneurial household. My dad was a, a madman, you know, on mm-hmm, yeah. Madison Avenue, and mm-hmm. um, he had done, say, Pepsi, please, for Pepsi and all these. So I grew up in an environment where ideas were championed and, and appreciated, and I I was wondering, well, well, how do you get a big idea? You know, I, mm-hmm. I'd watch my father, and I'd say, well, how did he do that? And so that's really been the lifelong pursuit and, and will be, uh, I think, till I leave this, this planet to uh, – to really um, understand that and share that and popularize that. Yeah, because I, I just think, well, it's so cool that you grew up in that environment where it's all about generating ideas. And that just, that alone sounds like a lot of fun. Although I would think like when you watch, you know, we were like glued to the TV for Mad Men, right? So we understand, we were watching Mad Men and understanding how that was the advertising um industry was working at that time. But what always amazed me was there just is so much angst before you get that idea. Uh-huh. And how can you calm down the angst to let the ideas flow even? Yeah, that, it's a great question. And I think, um, you know, I, I think with these processes that are, that, are, that are in the book and that we use, you know, they're often used um, – after the angst or during the angst, because, you know, oftentimes you can just get an idea. You know, you have a problem or a challenge, as, as you guys said, and, and you, you know, you're driving along home and you get an idea. And then, but, but there are times when you just can't get an idea or you, you're, you're right. stuck. 
you know, and, and if you're in, you know, in, in the world of Oreo cookies or Chips Ahoy, you've been thinking about them for the last hundred years, right? And you just can't think of anything new, and it's hard. And so that's when we tend to get the call. And, 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 and so, um, so then we come in and we use our processes to get people thinking differently. And by the way, the, 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 the key to that, if, if I could say that there's one word that captures the essence of how you get people thinking differently, that word is stimuli or creative stimuli. It's all about using different ways to trigger the brain to make new connections. Because creativity is really just about, you know, this thing plus that thing equals a new thing. That's really all it is. And so we use a tremendous amount and spend a lot of time thinking about what stimuli what triggers we can use, whether it's pictures or words or phrases or wishes or role-playing or whatever it is, to get people thinking differently to, to make those uh, breakthrough kind of ideas and connections. You know, I love that. I heard of something recently called Oblique Strategies, which was about, I think it was around um, artists like musicians and they would put them in different situations that they were really uncomfortable with in order to generate new ideas. And so this is sort of what that sounds like to me. It's like putting people in, in I don't know, like, like when you were saying like role playing or just having them look at things differently in order to be able to think differently, to come to innovate and come up with something different. But, you know, when you were talking about that, I was sort of wondering, I know you went to Dartmouth and what was your major? Like, I, I, it, it almost sounds like brain science, like neuroscience. <laughs> well, it's, it's now become brain science. But when I was there, uh, I, I was a psychology major, and which which I think kind of makes sense. Uh, at, at when I was in school, which was a long time ago now, it was sort of the behavioristic school. And I, but but it didn't matter. I uh, I, I enjoyed uh, reading all the, the the psychological studies about. Um, you know how how people function in the world and 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 so so it was actually i think very very good training the it wasn't particularly good training in terms of thinking of creative processes but it was um i think wonderful training about the human condition and 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 in some ways how the brain works and sort of inventing techniques that are they're aligned with with that and and being considerate of all the emotional challenges and psychic challenges and psychological challenges that people put up um sort of resist, resisting change right i mean that's when you guys were talking earlier um in the corporate environment it's 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 all about sort of lessening risk and the ability and the and the proclivity of the human brain to to in some ways just sort of Want to, want to be habituated and, and not think obliquely, sort of think down a, a certain path because that's easy. And, you know, that's actually what I was thinking about when you were talking about that, you know, you know you've, got, you've got a company like an Abisto where they've been making cookies forever and how do you come up with something new and they call you in. But I would think that when you would start presenting and facilitating I would think that you get a lot of pushback. I would think people would say, well, what does this have to do with the creative process? But maybe I'm wrong, but it would just seem like, especially in a corporate environment, that people would just say, well, how is, how is this role playing going to make me more creative? Yeah, it's, it's a great comment because, um, you know, some of this stuff can get pretty out there. Like, I, I, you know, I know, uh, Charles, when you were uh, just kicking off this, 
this segment here, you talk about the guy recommending that you do the opposite. Well, one mm-hmm. of the techniques we use is, is we call it the worst idea technique or the, the silly idea technique. And so instead of coming up with, with good ideas, you try to come up with bad ideas or terrible ideas or stupid ideas. And then you either do the opposite of those or find out something that's valuable within that stupid idea. Well, you know, if you're a, a VP marketing or a CMO or a CEO, you're kind of going, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, right. this is kind of, kind of crazy. But, but the way we handle that is, is really, it's all about setting it up and framing expectations. And so in that case, we might tell a story, a true story, about how we'd use the worst idea technique to create a multi-million dollar division for Dun & Bradstreet by coming up with bad ideas. And when they hear, when they hear those kind of stories that set it up, um, or we explain the psychology of it, or we talk about the neuroscience of it even, um, and the engineers in the room can relax, when you, when, you do, when you frame it correctly and when you set it up correctly, um, they tend to go with you. They really do. I, I've always been impressed with how bright uh, some of our clients can be and, frankly, how open they can be uh, once you've you know, done a good job of, of framing what you're doing with them. Right. Uh, that's, that's a really key point about the framing it because – I do find that most people, because we've been in corporate, we've been in corporate for a really long time, over 30 years, both of us individually. And what you find is, is that when you can get that buy-in from someone, people tend to be open and also are looking for something different and are looking for that creativity and are looking for a little bit of fun in what they're doing because everything can become so routine. And even though it might be crazy, it's still a routine crazy. And when they can be introduced to something that taps into their creativity and you're framing it the correct way, suddenly I would think that really miracles and happen. The, yeah. And the thing is, um, Brian and the gang are taking the risk. That's right. There's a lot of courage here. So like if they're doing the worst idea in the room, okay, keep the worst idea in the room is Keep doing what you're doing. Can you imagine? <laughs> you know, so there's a lot on the line when they deliver. Right, but then you have to do the opposite of that. So keep doing what you're right, doing. Right, and that will opposite. intimidate maybe right. some yeah. of the guys. You know, right? Yeah. Well, so you, uh, and, and I'm just going to say, right. it takes a lot of courage, right, to do what you do. Well, it's 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 scary the night before uh, an ideation session or brainstorming session because you know I've thought of a half dozen ideas, but I'm really there to get. Everyone in the room, if it's a if it's a group ideation, you know, 20 people in the room to get the ideas. And you know, I've thought of six, but we need 200. You know, and so yeah. so it's scary the night before. And now that I've done over a thousand of these, uh, it's probably closer to 1,500 now. Um, I st- I'm you know, it's like being an actor or something the night before a, a, a stage play or something. Um, I still get nervous. Um, yeah. and, and then the magic happens, and it's and it's wonderful. Um, and 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 by the way, I, lo- I loved what you said. Sort of routine crazy. Is that what you said, said Eva? Uh, was was that the term you used? Because I kind of like that. Yeah, we're kind of routinely crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> but 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 the other thing that's really important that I think you also said was that you know you want people to have the ownership of these ideas, and mm-hmm. so that's why we almost never go off and just create the ideas our, ourselves. 
we get everyone involved creating uh, the ideas. So then there's ownership, and then they're, you know, 10 times more likely to actually go do them because in some sense they were their ideas and not our ideas, and that's really important. Oh, and I think that everybody would want that million-dollar idea, right, especially when you bring that up that when you did one of these um, do the opposite when you come up with the worst idea ever and one of those ideas became like a million dollar idea then everybody's like no no I want I want that million dollar idea yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know it makes me think of one time I was doing work with PhDs at Eaton Corporation which is you know has offices in Ohio and around the country and and I had like 20 PhD scientists in the room we were inventing new fuse boxes and um, you know other uh, high-tech equipment if you will and you know, we we do this, t- and and we do maybe five or six techniques in a day. So if one doesn't work, it doesn't matter. A different one will work. But anyway, we're doing this, and we we'd have this flurry of ideas, and then there'd be silence for a minute or two, and then they'd come back, and we'd have another flurry. And you know, this happened several times on the first technique. And I I pulled the client. I said, "What's going on?" He said, "Well, everybody's recording the moment of of inspiration or conception in their patent journals, so they'll make sure that they'll." Uh, get credit for it when it comes to Jeez. time to patent these ideas. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a different world. Yeah, that's, a different world funny, yeah. right? <laughs> that's great. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our second break, and so we'll talk more about that when we get back. Stay with us. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today, Brian Matamore. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Um, segment three. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a little. Are you place. innovating? I'm writing these things down. You know, um, <laughs> all kidding aside, Brian. This is really cool what you do. It's really, um, so I was thinking about so many things. Okay. I guess let me see where I want to start. First, I'm going through your book and I want everybody to, um, go to www.growth-engine.com. Okay. Um, and learn more about Brian and the company and maybe see what products are available. Um, this book that I have on my lap is really cool. Um, and the name of the book? The name of the book is 21 Days to a Big Idea. Um, and I have some questions on it. Um, but so, okay, so, so where do I start? I guess first is you had to evolve as well. Like, for example, the Mad Men guys didn't talk about social media, right? So as the, as we evolve, you have to evolve, I would think, right? Absolutely. And, and thank you for, for saying that. And, and in a sense, this, this book, this, 21 Days to a Big Idea is a reflection of my own evolution. Um, I was 
I had breakfast with a guy named Bob Dorf, who is one of the gurus in the lean innovation movement. And he te- he also teaches at Columbia and he teaches in Moscow at Skolkovo University. And, and he said to me, we had lunch or breakfast, excuse me. And he said, you know, I need a process to help my students come up with, with better ideas because their ideas aren't very good and they're not worthy of entrepreneurial development. And the way he said it, if I, if I see one more cuisine app, I'm going to shoot myself um, <laughs> because, you know, there are 850 out, of, out there and none of them are, or only two of them are making money. So, um, so he said, can you create that process? And I was pretty comfortable in my own world of, you know, creating and, and, and consulting with corporate America. And I took this as a great challenge is how do we help the individual, um, you know, the aspiring entrepreneur uh, get new ideas, and that's that's how this book happened. That was, um, and and I had to do some very hard thinking, some very hard work, um, to 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 come up with this book and the process that would work uh, for individuals. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to, you know, make light of this, but as long as you have this book, there's hope to do anything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I love it. I'm looking at the book uh, first, and I, I thought I, I thought I had something I wanted to ask. But first, you mentioned a word in the previous segment. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little slow with words. <laughs> um, I was, I was bent on entropy for what about a few months. And you can't let it. Go. You mentioned a word, ideation. Yes. And that is what, the process of generating ideas? Yeah, it's an interesting word because it actually, you can find it, I think, in the 1600s. I think it first appeared. Uh, but it is the process of, of generating ideas. And people don't know that brainstorming was an actual technique invented in the late 1930s uh, by Alex Osborne, the O of BBDO Ad Agency. And of course, the tenets of brainstorming are, you know, withhold judgment and generate a lot of ideas to get a few good ones. And, th- and that's a valid um, rules of brainstorming. But research has shown uh, that it doesn't work particularly well in these times. Uh, because, And the reason is because you're not using the stimuli to trigger new ideas. And so the term ideation has become more popular because it does represent now these literally hundreds of creative thinking approaches that have been invented since the late 1930s to help people get new ideas. And so, as, as I mentioned before, they, you know, these could be visual techniques, they could be questioning techniques, they could be metaphorical techniques. Uh, Eva, you had mentioned the role-playing or wishing or worst idea or word combination techniques. There's this whole battery of uh, different techniques we use to, to help our clients get those new ideas. Yeah, go back to the honeymooners, right? When Ralph Crampton came up with diet pizza. <laughs> what, what did he? What did he come up with? Which one? Diet pizza. Diet pizza. And, I don't remember that. I remember yeah. the, uh, you know, the sort of uh, dog food. <laughs> yeah, see. Um, so <laughs> another one of the other things um, I noticed of semantic intuition. Yeah, I love that. And that is what naming what you're doing. Yeah, it's a great technique. I wish I had invented this one. Uh, you know, we've invented other ones like patent prompts and triggered brainwalking and uh, you know strategic continuums. We've invented a lot of these, but but 
semantic intuition uh, was actually invented by uh, a German uh, fellow who worked for Battelle in Germany. He's since passed away. Uh, but, but the basic technique, I love it too. It's my favorite new product development technique. You basically name the idea first and then figure out what it is. So as counterintuitive as that might sound, it's, there's a precedent for this in the world of cre- creativity where, you know, songwriters will often get the name for a song or the title for a song. Or Neil Simon got, you know, the, the name, the odd couple of the play first, and then he wrote it. And even movie producers in the late uh, 40s and 50s, you know, B-movie producers would name the movie and, and even create a, a poster and, and then put it out there and see if anybody was interested. And if they were, then they'd go make the movie. Right, <laughs> you know oh, wow. the swamp, the swamp thing that ate Cincinnati. You know <laughs> right. uh, that that's going to sell. Okay, let's go make the movie. So that, that's the same with this technique. You you come up, you combine some keywords. So if you're trying to invent a new cookie, you might you know have ingredients in one column. You might have different target markets in another column, and then you might have different packages in another column. Um, you know, and and then you random start combining these words. So you you know you get uh, you get you get marshmallows and you get uh, injectable for a. It's really stupid, but you know, as a way to dispense something, it could be injectable or, or whatever. And then you think of you know an eight year old girl, and could you have this you know this crazy kind of cookie that's in a that's in a. Um, in a, in a package that you sort of squirt into your mouth, not unlike Ready Whip, and and you call these you know things. What could you call these sort of uh, you know whip, whipped cookies or or, or cookies a go go or, or cookie explosions or you know whatever. You, you and can that's see how, how it works. starts, right? Oh yeah, that would be very fun, right? Yeah, this fifty-seven year old would eat it. <laughs> so I mean, I. And, and- I I literally just thought of that in the moment, trying to explain this technique. But there, there might be something there. Actually, I don't, I don't know if there is or not. But, but that's the kind of stuff you do. You, you kind of come up with these crazy word combinations and use those to trigger a new idea. You know, that's really cool. You need to write that down in your patent book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So I remember in my early days with Lem Jones in the early seventies, I had so much potential back then. <laughs> but he would give an example, kind of like what you did. Um, just now, he would say, you know, like house plus drive, uh, so you can drive where you live, and he came up with trailer, and then, you know, mm. things like that. That's how creative juices used to flow back then. It's kind of similar, a little more creative now, um, but I get the gist of it, right? And the whole point is to be able to inspire your team to participate in an exercise like that. I guess that's where you come in, right? It is. It is. And you're absolutely right. You know, there's, you know, there's semantic intuition, but there's, you know, a version of that is called morphological analysis, where you can break things down into pieces and then recombine those pieces. And, um, you know, there was, um, I don't know if you know, but this guy, Fran Stryker, who uh, wrote the Lone Ranger radio series for 20 years, um, he, uh, he used a morphological analysis or a word combination technique because he, I don't know if you know, but he wrote, I think it was 2,965 uh, radio plays in a 20-year period. Wow. So that was averaging over 150 a year. And and, and I, I discovered, I found um, the, the actual course guide that he used when he taught a course on this back in 1962 at the Buffalo YWCA, of all places, before he was killed that year in a car accident, tragically. Jeez. 
And I wow. found that, that he combined elements of plot. So you had characters in one column, you had objectives in another, you had the obstacles the characters might face, and then solutions. And, and he, he had you know, a list of words in each one, and he would randomly combine those, and that's how he got his ideas, his 3,000 ideas for the Lone Ranger uh, radio. Yeah, he, got, he got good at that, too. Well, he really got good at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, I really like that. There's like a methodology to it that makes it so much easier, right? It just reminds me of years ago when I took a musical improv class, and I always bring up that class because it was the scariest class I've ever taken. But it was yeah. about, you know, <laughs> coming up with a song on the fly while you're on stage. Yeah. But there was a little bit of a methodology to it, as well as when you see, you know, you go to an improv show and they yell something out to you from the audience, you know, well, how do they do it? How do they create that show on the fly? But there's that kind of a methodology behind it. And then to bring that into corporate and these innovative yep. sessions yep. is really cool because it really does tap into creativity. And it kind of shows you that you don't have to, you don't have to struggle if you have these different techniques that kind of tweak your brain a little bit. Many don't even know. I, I, I love the way you said that because it, it really is a way to, 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 to get you out of impossible situations sometimes. You know, we, some of our right. clients call and they say, oh, we don't have the budget and we don't have the manpower and we can't create new lines and they put all these constraints on their own creativity and by the time they're done with that, they, they're feeling kind of hopeless. And, and so you use questioning assumptions techniques and, and, and all these new ways of thinking of it and, and you generate 200 ideas and all of a sudden, you know, you bring back hope into the organization and, and yeah. into this person's life. And so it's a fantastic thing that, you know, with these processes, people should never feel that they can't, can't come up with an idea because they can. These techniques work. And, and so in that sense, it's a very inspirational and, and, and fortunate thing to be able to, to, to give people these things. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like what you said the night before, no matter that you've done it so many times, you know, you'll have six ideas when you need to come up with 200. But yet when you get everyone in a room and you give them these tools and the ideas start flowing and people start kind of working off other people and all of a sudden you're beyond 200 ideas, which is really cool. Yeah. And all it, of a sudden, like magical. you said, everybody's got hope. Yeah, I bet it is magical. Really magical. And this is product or service. Everything. It's both. It's, yeah. it's both. And, and not only products and services even. It could be new strategies. It could be uh, advertising ideas, promotion ideas, social media ideas. You know, anything where you need something different. Promote uh, PR ideas. It, it doesn't matter. Or even even how to innovate something because, you know, some clients say to us, oh, we got plenty of ideas. Our problem is getting them to market successfully. And so then you use these processes not only to get ideas but to figure out how to get them to market successfully. You know, and that could be political challenges. It could be, you know, money constraints. It could be uh, sales challenges. You know, it could be talent challenges. All those things are things that you can use these processes on as well. Um, you know, maybe the yeah. talent, it doesn't have to be all within your organization. Maybe you can get, you know, interns or freelancers or joint right. it could ventures. be anyone, exactly. It, um, and, and so it's, it's opening up your mind to all these ways of getting something not done, not just the conventional ways. Um, I agree. I um, we have to take our last break. But before I go www.growth-engine.com. 
21 days to a big idea, um, it's a no-brainer. We all need to get it and put it on our laps. Stay with us. We have one more segment. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Well, I have to say that I'm a little bummed that we're in our final segment because this has been a really great conversation. I got the book. I'm reading. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling everyone. And he doesn't read. 21 days to a big, we can change the whole world. It's terrific. I know. And we're speaking with Brian Mattimore. He's the creative thinking and new product guru and co-founder of the Growth Engine Company and Innovation Agency, and he is the author of 21 Days to a Big Idea. And to learn more about Brian, you can go to his website at growth-engine.com. And, Brian, so I know that we were talking about a lot of different techniques um, as to how to kind of stimulate new ideas, and I and I love the whole worst idea and do the opposite. It always reminds me of that Seinfeld where George... Costanza decided to do everything that his life just wasn't working. You can tell you're younger because I said honeymooners. Yeah, I said Seinfeld. Seinfeld. But, yeah, where where nothing was working in George's life, so he said he was going to do the absolute opposite, and that's when he landed the job at the Yankees Mm -hmm. and he got the girlfriend and all of that. So I I love that idea. And I wanted to talk a little bit um, in our last few minutes about the book and what people can expect from the book and what's in it. So I'm – I'm struggling. I'm an entrepreneur. I need to come up with some new ideas, and I grab your book. What can I expect to find in there? Well, thank you for that. A couple of things. Um, you know, one of it is that, you know, if you just have one idea, that's not enough. Um, and this is particularly true of entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs. You want to have 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 ideas because as you as you call those down, as you start talking to the your customers or consumers about whether this is a good idea or not, a lot of these ideas, frankly, are going to fall away because it turns out they're not good ideas, you know, or great ideas, let's put it that way. And so you need a lot of ideas. And so this that's why 21 Days to a Big Idea, it's about getting, you know, 20 or 30 ideas for your next uh, venture. So so it'll give you different processes to do that. You know, there, there are five uh, big thinking strategies, you know, what's the problem? How do I adapt or leverage a new technology? How do I help people self-actualize? How do I save people or institutions money? Or how do I save time or increase the efficiency of something? Those are sort of meta strategies that are, that are talked about in, in great depth in the book. And then there's seven or eight or nine techniques about how to deliver on those those thinking strategies. So the the net of it is that if people will devote, you know, 45 minutes a day, and they don't have to do it all at once, 21 days in a row, and then they could even form a big idea club if they wanted to, 
which is, you know, instead of a, a book club, you know, get friends together and do this, you know, once a week, once every other week, um, you know, do it for a half a year or a year. And, and I can guarantee you, you're going to generate, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of, of new venture ideas. And so that's the important thing is to get a lot of ideas so that you don't, you know, put too much money or effort uh, in an idea that, that may not pan out. And that's a great idea. I mean, the the um, Big Idea Club is terrific, right? That would be a terrific way to get people together because that was actually my other question is like, how much time should I devote to this on a daily basis? And you're saying about 45 minutes, but you don't have to do it all at once. It could be 21 days if you're really desperate. But otherwise, you know, take some time and kind of really look at this and start really generating some ideas to move your business forward. And I, I love the point about that you need, you can't just have one or two ideas. You need 20, 30, 40, 50 ideas because not all of them are going to pan out. Because I know in the beginning of our business, you know, we had a couple of ideas and suddenly they're not working. And now what? And you feel that not in the pit of your stomach, like, oh no, these were, this was the best I could do. We now were what? a couple of years off with what we were doing to meeting Brian. We needed You were probably things. ahead, right? You were ahead of the market, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like everyone says, right? But, you know, maybe. <laughs> maybe yeah, everybody. <laughs> and, 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 you, so, and you want the creative skills to be able to adapt to the market conditions as well. And you think it's one idea, but as you realize that it's not quite working that way, if you're creative about it, you may find if we tweak it or put it to the side 15 degrees, all of a sudden we have a winner. Um <laughs> And, and, and yeah, this, this, this 45 minutes to an hour a day, sometimes it's a little less, sometimes it could be a little more, but, but it's like exercising a muscle, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like working out. If you want to get really good at it, this is, this is a way to do that. Now, the, the, the secret that I haven't told really anyone else is originally this was going to be 30 days to a big idea, but that was too hard. <laughs> so, so I cut it back to 21, and 21 is very doable. Okay, and then you I, could you could speak to your lean professor, that guy, and you know you say because it's a little leaner approach. Yes, days. yes, yes. And so so that was doable. I the way I built this process was I gave myself the challenge of coming up with a big idea every day for 21 days. And, or 30 days, and then I cut it back to 21. And it was, it was, it was hard. And so, but, but now that I've got the process, I, because I was not only generating the ideas, I was developing the process at the same time. Well, the process is there. So it's a lot easier for people to quote, do it, uh, by themselves or, or with others. And again, you don't have to do it all at once. I did it all at once, which was, which was tough, you know. So you want to maybe take a break between these. Although I must say I'm testing this now with college students, and, and they're forced to do it. You know, it's an assignment, and so they don't mm-hmm. have a choice. And um, and they're they're doing fine. I so, bet they probably generate ideas like crazy. I would think they, they would do. love it. I, I think it would it would help to not be jaded because we could generate ideas depending on what point you are in your career and how well your career went. I would think that there would be times that you would generate and you would stop yourself from generating. Right. You're right. Yeah. Right. You're telling yourself like, Oh no, that's not going to work. That was, that's crazy. You've got that self-talk going. And when you're young, you're not quite that jaded yet. So I would think the ideas would just flow. Yeah. They yeah. do. And I will just tell you whenever we have an expert, if we have five teams in a room, the, the team that has the expert in it gets the fewest and least interesting ideas. 
Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Almost always, it's almost ninety percent of the time that's the case because they they know what can't be done. They're jaded. You know, they've said we've done that before, and all those reasons why it can't be done. Yeah. Well, and I don't think they come to play. I I think so many people miss that that it's about having some fun to play to let it go to let those ideas out. It doesn't matter. You don't have to look cool all the time. Just let stuff go. Well, yeah. Well, and you're right. And I I intentionally you know do self-effacing things to sort of you know um, give people the freedom to to sort of let it all hang out. You know whether I'm not making fun of myself, but sort of. You know, not making it a comfortable environment so people feel free sharing crazy ideas because the crazy can lead to great. Yeah. Yeah, because if you were doing like an Alec Baldwin and Glengarry Glen Ross, it would be very intimidating, (laughs) yelling at everybody to come up with ideas. And that's the thing about Brian. He does it for their benefit. Not in a fair, you know. Right, no, you really can tell cool. you love it, Brian. That's um, what comes through. You know, um, Brian, though, there's been a price, right, in corporate by not practicing these principles. Um, and the price has been offshoring and downsizing and everything else. There were other ways to, you know, help the economy overseas and help the job market overseas and stay lean without, you know, killing off the whole workforce. And I think um, had we gone through these exercises, um, there'd be a lot of less uh, toxicity out there right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, Um, I I agree with you, and that's part of the the mission. And I thank you guys for sharing this with the planet and the world because, you know, I I, I couldn't agree more. It's about self-actualization, not only about individuals, but but the the potential of organizations as well. And it, it saddens me when politics and all these other, you know, negative yep. things get in the way of, of the self-actualization uh, that is inherent in all of us and, and in the organizations, too. Yeah. Now, Brian, thank you so much. This has been such a great conversation. We love the work you're doing. We love the book. And we were so happy that you were able to share this with us and our listeners. Yeah, I have some things that we didn't get to, Brian. So we're going to have to invite you back if that's okay. Oh, I'd love to come back. You guys, I, where did the hour go? You know, it's, I know. it's gone. It's gone. 10 minutes ago. So I know. Thank you, uh, excellent work. Uh, excellent book. Um, and we'll be sharing it all week with um, our listeners. So thanks thank again, so Brian. Guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. Okay, take care. You. And again, it's um, Brian's website is growth-engine.com. The name of this company is the Growth Engine Company and Innovation Agency, and the name of the book is 21 Days to a Big Idea, and you can get it out on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It's terrific. It is and terrific. This was just a really, really great show. Excellent. So have a great week, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Bye, guys. Bye.